Welcome in to Locked On Phillies. What an opening day for the team. The Phillies offense is dangerous. We're going to break down everything I saw from the ballpark on opening day and the Phillies win over the Athletics. So much to get into here on Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies. Your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What an exciting day at the ballpark it was. First of all, I'm Connor Thomas, your host of Locked On Phillies. Been talking Phillies baseball for years over on 97.5 Fanatic. Now happy to be here with you as your host of Locked On Phillies. And I want to thank you for making Locked On Phillies your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Man, yesterday was awesome. It wasn't all great. It wasn't all perfect, which almost makes it better because we have stuff to critique. We have stuff that the Phillies could improve on, certainly. But the Phillies came out and got a big win on opening day. It's some really great things done at the ballpark. Let's go chronological order. We're going to go break down all the action. I'll tell you what I saw because I was in the press box. I was there watching it in person from the second level right next to the TV studios and everything. That was awesome. It was a great experience. I was down on the field for batting practice. I'll tell you a little bit about that as well. And because this is our last episode of the week, later in the episode, we will have off the pole, little poll segment. And now instead of hypotheticals about the season, the off the polls will be about things that have happened in games and what you're expecting based on what we're seeing actually on the field. So that'll be fun. But let's first off start with batting practice. I walk out onto the field. Something new with the Phillies this year. They have an in-house DJ that like he's standing down in almost one of the camera wells by the visitor's dugout. It's just a singular guy with his headphones on and he's DJing. And he's just uh, going to town playing batting practice music. The vibes were it felt different, and I tweeted it out that the vibes were immaculate down there, but it really just had a different feel to the ballpark from the second you walked in. And I got there before fans were allowed in the building and still just walking around the concourse. Something about it didn't feel like the Phillies of the past five, seven, even ten years. Uh, there's excitement in that building when you step into Citizens Bank Park, and it's palpable. You could really feel it. But I walked down on, onto the field for batting practice watching the first group I was watching was JT, Nick Castellanos, Kyle Schwarber, Reese Hoskins. We're all getting some swings in. So the, both the new guys, two of the other power bats, Bryce, I guess had already gotten swings in before I went down on the field, but man, the pop that these guys have is absolutely incredible. Kyle Schwarber put one off the Toyota sign in right field that hangs from the second deck awning. And then right after that, Nick Castellanos comes up and peppers one almost to Ashburn Alley out there in left center, almost clearing like that little gap where we've seen Bryce Harper hit him before, but very few players can reach. The pop that these guys have is incredible. And Ricky Metallico, who does the pre- and post-game on NBC Sports Philadelphia, was an all-star relief pitcher for the Phillies back in 1996. We have him on the radio over at 97.5 sometimes, and he came walking by during batting practice. So I stopped, said, what's up to him? We were talking for a little bit. He watched Schwarber hit a bomb the right field. He said, what are these guys using, golf balls? Their pop is unbelievable. And even guys that played at the major league level are just in awe of how well these guys swing the bat from 
the very beginning in batting practice. And then some of the lesser guys took lesser guys. I don't, I don't mean to be rude. All due respect that they're not Nick Castellanos or Kyle Schwarber or JT Romito. Some of the uh, other players went out and took some swings after that, but I headed up to the press box, got settled in for first pitch. And man, the first couple innings of the game went as expected. Let's talk about just the storybook start though, from the beginning by one Kyle Schwarber. Dan Baker, the PA announcer, in his 50th season, they gave him a nice little um, uh, ovation and everything. He had his moment prior to the game going on. So they gave him a nice little uh, ceremony, is the word I'm looking for, prior to the game. And then he goes up there, gets ready to call Kyle Schwarber's first at bat for the Philadelphia Phillies, announces him. And uh, just a couple pitches later, Schwarber promptly deposits one in the right center field seats, a leadoff home run to start the year for the Phillies. And it just felt like, this offseason has been a no longer dormant volcano. There has been smoke pouring out the top of the Philadelphia Phillies volcano, waiting for it to erupt. And you knew the eruption was coming. All the experts were saying it's going to be there. And will it be as big of a moment as we built it out to be over the past month or so since we've known that Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos are members of this team? Well, there's your answer. Immediately, right off the bat, a home run textbook for what the Philadelphia Phillies are going to be this season. So it was a beautiful start for Schwarber and he turns to the dugout and he throws up a number one, like a pointing finger. We were all trying to figure out what that means. Now, I hate to spoil a good narrative because I'd love to be able to tell you, oh, he was telling them it's one of like a thousand they're going to hit this year or we're number one or even um, something else, which uh, Bryce Harper alluded to when we talked to him post game. But Talked to Kyle Schwarber in the locker room post game in a media scrum. I got to go down there and uh, actually hear what he had to say about it. And he said he kind of <laughs> blacked out a little bit and didn't even realize he threw up the number one. So it was nothing. And then we also got a chance to ask Bryce Harper about it. And Bryce said, yeah, he um, he saw it and he wasn't sure if it was the number one or if it was saying something else, like <laughs> telling, telling the uh, opposing pitcher where he could go stick it. Um, not not what Bryce said, but what somebody implied. So just it was a funny moment where uh, it was unintentional, unfortunately. So not a thing that you're going to be seeing a lot this year, or maybe it'll turn into a thing. Who knows? But not anything to look into there. Very fun start to the game. And the Phillies were pretty much cruising early in this one. It went up one nothing in the first, and then Aaron Nola, in the first three innings, was dominant. He had a, I believe it was a perfect game going into the fourth inning. So three perfect innings. Or he, uh, no, he had a hit by pitch. So he had a no-hitter uh, through three innings going into the fourth. So that was great. And before we got to the fourth, in the bottom of the third, the Phillies showed you exactly what type of team they're going to be this year. Listen to this sequence. So starts out with Matt Beerling lining out to right. A tough day for Matt Beerling. We'll talk more about that later. Uh, then Kyle Schwarber walks then JT Romuto singles, and you've got first and third. So you got an opportunity, one out, first and third, and who's up? Your MVP, Bryce Harper. This is exactly what the Phillies were built to do, this type of thing. Two men on, Harper up, let's see what happens. <laughs> and Bryce Harper doubles the center, Kyle Schwarber scores, Romuto goes the third, and Bryce almost gets thrown out with some aggressive base running. You know, we'll, we'll talk about this as soon as I get done recapping the bottom of the third inning. But then... Reese Hoskins singles after Nick Castellanos strikeout with two outs. So uh, to make it two outs, rather. Then Hoskins singles, scores both of the guys 
two RBIs there. DD then singles. Reese Hoskins scored because he moved up to second on the throw home to try and get Harper. And just like that, the Phillies have gone from up one nothing uh, from that leadoff home run to up four nothing to up five nothing. Four runs in the bottom of the third to make it a five nothing game, and you feel like okay, well they should be good here. Nola's dicing. Uh, he gave up a home run to Chad Pinder in the top of the fourth, which was just it was just a mistake pitch. Pinder was batting in the cleanup spot for Oakland yesterday, so he's got pop. You're going to run into it. But then settled back down in the fifth, got a one, two, three inning there. Settled back down in the sixth, got a one, two, three inning there. And you felt like, okay, Noel's good. The Phillies then have added another run in the bottom of the sixth with a sacrifice fly for Matt Vierling, and it's six to one. Okay. Great. Everything's good. At that point, I'd seen everything I wanted to see from Aaron Nola. I'll give him the seventh, but if he gets into any type of trouble, right, he was right around like 70 pitches at that time. If he gets into any type of trouble, I'm going to have somebody ready. Well, he got into trouble. Immediately, there was a double to left field. Then Pinder singled to left, moving uh, Sean Murphy to third. And then just an absolute nuke to right field where Nola just looked totally lost and it turned what was a 6-1 ball game into a 6-4 ball game and that's just you can't afford to really do that especially when you have jurors familiar warming in the pen familiar seemed to be i just called familiar familia seemed ready to go but for some reason joe girardi didn't go to him and all of a sudden the game was in jeopardy that two-run lead going to the bullpen, and then Juris Familia comes in and gives up another run and feels like, ah, here we go again. Is the Phillies' bullpen going to bite them again on opening day with this new powerful roster? No, can't be, right? Guess we'll have to find out in just a second. Now, where did Kyle Schwarber get that power to hit that leadoff home run? It had to have been Built Bar, right? Well, I don't know that for sure. But what I do know for sure is Built Bar is a great protein bar, the best out there. You've got to try it. It's got 100% real chocolate on the outside. But listen to these numbers. So real chocolate, you're like, oh, it tastes like a candy bar. Well, what candy bars do you know that have 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein? I'll give you a second. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's none. Built Bar is incredible, and they're the only ones with the incredible candy bar taste that gives you that type of great protein. Plus, they have protein-infused marshmallows. It's called their Puffs with some awesome flavors like banana cream pie and coconut marshmallow. It's so good. They've got great flavors on the regular bars, mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new white chocolate cookies and cream. It's so awesome. It's delicious. It'll get you the numbers you need to help bulk up or shred down for the summer. It's everything you need in a protein bar, and it tastes amazing. Why is that? Well, because at Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first and then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. So I want you to go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Wow, I left you in a little bit of uh, worry there. Some peril we left the Phillies as Aranola got pulled out in our last segment. Juris Familia comes in, gives up a run, and the top of the seventh saw Oakland put up four runs to make it a one-run game. Something else, too. Bryson Stott's defense was not great in that inning. We were excited about Stott at third base because of Alec Bohm's lack of defensive ability. Well, Stott was booting the ball around in the seventh, had two costly errors that helped allow the A's to make that comeback in that frame. And 
it was tough because as a young player, there's one that like dribbled up the third baseline that would have been a tough play that he threw away. Another one that was a short kind of a check swing that he got to running up that he didn't make the play. It was just, there were some tough plays. He also had a double play that he could have turned. The ball seemed to get stuck in his glove a little bit and he didn't get there for the turn. It was just, unfortunately, he had a really, really bad inning in the seventh inning defensively and it made you a little bit worried about what his ability is to field third base, not his natural position. But here's where the 2022 Phillies showed that they might have the opportunity to be different. They come out in the bottom of the seventh after almost giving up the lead in the top of the frame, giving up four runs, seeing their starter get pulled, seeing their bullpen get hit around a little bit. Brad Hand ultimately worked out of that inning and uh, did all right. Jerson really not terrible in his first appearance as a Philadelphia Philly. Uh, But... They come out in the seventh, and here's how they answer. Oh, very simple. Just Bryce Harper walks, and then Nick Castellanos doubled down the left field line. Harper scores, and it was just an answer, a perfect answer. Good teams in baseball always answer runs. When you see the other team have a run-scoring inning or a big inning, the great teams come out and they score themselves. That's why you can never erase leads against Really, really good teams. And that's what the Phillies did yesterday. Now, the Athletics, not a really, really good team. They were throwing their first guy out of the bullpen, was making his major league debut. So not exactly facing Garrett Cole or Max Scherzer or Jacob DeGrom or any of those guys up there in New York that are discussing the Dodgers guys, top-end arms, I'm trying to say. But still, that answer is great. Now, Castellanos did another thing there on that RBI double that I talked about with Harper earlier, or at least I kind of alluded to. The ball was dropped by the cutoff man in shallow left field, but it wasn't, it didn't like get away from him all that much. And all of a sudden, Nick Castellanos, after doubling, tries to take third base with Bryce Harper already scoring. And he gets thrown out by like 15 feet. Bryce Harper should have gotten thrown out by like five feet on his double earlier in the game, but luckily the tag was applied too high. The Phillies reviewed it, and the review. Uh, was oh, the call was overturned by the review. We actually get to hear uh, get to hear the announcers, the announcers, the umpires rather announced reviews this year. So you got to hear the explanation. Said the tag was too high. The foot got to the bag first. The runner is safe. So that was Bryce's outcome. But Castellanos did not have the same luck, and he was caught dead trying to take an extra bag there. Here's how I feel about the aggressiveness. Nick Castellanos, Bryce Harper, both incredibly aggressive players. You never want to take that away because it changes who they are when you tell them they can't do stuff on the baseball field. They're not allowed to try and take the extra bases. Timidness is often worse than over-aggressiveness. But what Bryce has to realize and what Castellanos has to realize too, last year for both of them, Nick Castellanos in Cincinnati, Bryce Harper here in Philadelphia, they didn't have all that much help. Cincinnati wasn't a terrible team, but Castellanos was their guy. Philadelphia wasn't a terrible team, but Bryce Harper was their guy. They were the main source of offense, and there wasn't all that much pop behind them. So when you get a single, you try and stretch it into a double because you feel like, well, they're not going to hit me over behind me. I got to do this myself. Take a look at the lineup now, guys. You've got outside of Bryce Harper and Nick Castellanos, you have Kyle Schwarber, JT Romito, Reese Hoskins, who had an incredible day, ended up going two for three with what, how many RBIs? Let me go and check that. Two or three RBIs. Let me go to the box score here. Hoskins' final line was two for three with two RBIs. Yeah, great day for Reese, some clutch hitting there. Uh, but you have him, you have Gene Segura, Didi Gregorius, Bryson Stott, who swung it, had his first major league hit and first major league double in the game. 
be less aggressive. Just actually, see, I'm contradicting myself because it's a very hard line to toe, but just understand that the guys behind you can pick you up a lot more this year than they could in the previous seasons. So you can get away with letting those extra bags go, knowing that someone's going to come behind you as a very competent major league hitter and knock these runs in. So just something to keep in mind. Not Don't be aggressive, but just consider that if you're Bryce Harper or Nick Cassianos. That's what I would like to see. But the Phillies answered. They got one in the bottom of the seventh. Then Sir Anthony Dominguez comes out and had a great, great top of the eighth. He went ahead and shut the A's down. No runs in the eighth. That's another great thing. So a lot of times you see really good teams when they play each other go back and forth. Runs in the top, runs in the bottom, runs in the top again because those teams have to answer runs like we talked about earlier. Well, Sir Anthony Dominguez shut that down. And then in the bottom of the frame, <laughs> wow, Bryson Stott doubles the left with Gene Segura out there. Gene Segura on the bases, scores, gives Bryson Stott his first Major League RBI. It was his second hit. We already told you he had two on the day. The single, his first hit was a single. His second one was that double to left field. And it was a nice piece of hitting because Stott, as the lefty batter that he is, just kind of went with the pitch the other way, flicked it, had some of that nice side spin fading towards the line. It was just a really, really nice piece of hitting from a young player. And you know the best part about it? It was his first at bat since making all those errors in the seventh inning. He bounced back. The kid had a lot of poise. And I got a chance to talk to him after the game. And he said as much. It's just, you got to wipe it. That's kind of what baseball is. You got to have a short memory. And he also said that it's the mental process he goes through. It's just next play, next play, next play. And he also mentioned that having some routine ground balls in the top of the eighth, because two of the outs that Sir Anthony Dominguez got were ground balls to third base and Bryce Stott helped him to kind of settle down a little bit after those errors. So great work by the young player there to get settled in and make up for his errors earlier. And then Kyle Schwarber, just to add to his RBI total on the year, singled the right center, scoring Bryson Stott. And just like that, the scoring was done. Nine to five as it stood heading into the top of the ninth. And then in not a safe situation, Corey Knable comes in which I thought was interesting. I figured you'd save your closer for a closer situation, a save situation. Being up four runs, they were warming up Connor Brogdon a little bit, but he did not end up entering the game. And Corey Knable, all he did was, uh, oh, yeah, nice, quick, easy ninth inning. No stress whatsoever. That's a proven veteran reliever and a guy who's been a closer for a long time. Struck out Elvis Andrus. Smith flew out to right, and uh, Daniel Voigt struck out swing. Stephen Voigt. Did I say Daniel Voigt? <laughs> Stephen Boyd struck out swinging to end the ball game, and there we go, one and zero for your Philadelphia Phillies. It was a beautiful day at the yard. Some of the numbers, again, I've been kind of piecemealing them in, but let's go through the total box score of where everything stacked out. Some of the standouts: Kyle Schwarber, who I'd give the player of the game to, two RBIs, two hits, including that leadoff home run. He also walked, had four at bats um, on the day, so he's batting 500 to start the season. Bryce Harper scored two runs. Only one hit, but he did walk. He had an RBI. Good start for him. Nick Castellanos, despite having three strikeouts on the day, had a hit and an RBI. Reese Hoskins, two hits, two RBIs. Already told you about the day he had. Didi had an RBI and a hit. Gene Segura had a hit and a run score. Bryson Stott had two hits and an RBI. Every single player in the Philly starting lineup had a hit. Well, <laughs> except for one. Unfortunately for Matt Vierling, who was thrust into the opening day lineup because of the injury to Mickey Moniak and that broken hand he suffered. Matt Veerling went over, but he hit some balls really, really hard. He's due to find one. I bet you he finds one today in the second game of this series. 
and overall a strong offense performance and a great bounce back performance after almost giving up the lead in the seventh inning. I don't know what more you could have wanted to see from the Phillies. Nola looked good for the innings that he was really settled in. In the seventh, he probably should have gotten pulled before he got into trouble. And then the bullpen was in a weird spot, but once they got out of that spot, they were pretty set in. Defense wasn't great, but we know that's going to be a thing. All in all, a great opening day for the Philadelphia Phillies. And a look at a team, excuse me, <laughs> had something caught in my throat there. A good look at what this team's going to be in 2022. Now, rounding out this episode, coming up next, I'm going to give you an off-the-pull segment about young Bryson Stott. A question as to how you're feeling, and I'm going to tell you why I'm not as worried as I think some people might be about the young third baseman, or I guess shortstop. And speaking of Bryson Stott, he's a prospect, right? We talked about him in our crossover episode with Lindsey Crosby. And I want to thank you, as always, for making Locked on Phillies your first listen. But I want you to check out Locked on MLB Prospects as well. Lindsey Crosby is amazing as the host of that show. He knows prospects inside and out. He'll take a deep dive on any player in any minor league system, in high school, in college. He knows all of these guys and everything about them. So go ahead and check out Locked on MLB Prospects for your news on all of the young up-and-coming players in baseball. I also want to tell you about BetOnline.net because BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. It's what we've been talking about all episode. You can find all the information on the Phillies, athletics, those games going on, and everything across Major League Baseball so you can figure out your best wagering opportunities and where to make those bets. Because BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs to esports and more. They've got everything, literally anything you can bet on, you can find at betonline.net. So I want you to head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. You can do it right on your phone, even. Bet online, where the game starts. Okay, so it's time to round out the week's episodes. With off the pole, the segment where we ask a poll question, get off the pole, like hitting the ball off the pole in baseball. And it's we're jumping off of a Twitter poll. It's a nice little play on words where I post a Twitter poll on at LO underscore Phillies on Twitter. It's uh, our Locked On Phillies Twitter account. And I'll also retweet it from at Connor Thomas 975. So if you're not following either of those accounts, make sure you do. Please, that's how you get some of the best content. I was tweeting out a bunch of great stuff from Citizens Bank Park yesterday. Pictures, videos of the ongoing pregame, uh, up-to-date information about the game and what's going on, stuff that you don't see, like a fan running on the field that they cut away from in the broadcast. You can get that by following our accounts. So make sure you check that out. But anyway, our off-the-pole for this week is not a simple question. It's going to make you think a little bit. It's uh, it's a very – I could go either way on this one. I think – here's where I think right now. Bryson Stott is fine at third base. I say you let the kid play through it. I'm very encouraged by what I saw in his bounce back from making those errors in the seventh inning on opening day. But that being said, a lot of people seemed worried. And I saw all the tweets come out when he started making those errors. Why would you bring up a kid who plays shortstop to play third base and make his major league debut at a position he doesn't play? It's interesting. I know that sentiment exists out there among a lot of fans like you. So not saying that's your sentiment, but fans. Because I know you're listening to this because you're a big fan of the Philadelphia Phillies. But anyway, the poll question this week for off the poll is after Bryson Stott's defensive issues, or we'll call it defensive performance on opening day, 
are you comfortable with him still at third base? It may seem early and premature, but it just so happens that opening day happened to be right around off the pole, and that's the pertinent thought on people's mind. So after Bryson Stott's defensive performance on opening day, are you still comfortable with him at third base? Very simple question, not a simple answer. So I'll go ahead and I'll post that, and on Monday's episode, we're going to go ahead and respond to that, and I will let you know what I think, and I'll also jump into what you said by your Twitter responses on that vote. So that'll be very interesting. That in Monday's episode, plus we're going to go through and we're going to have a recap of the Oakland A's, Philadelphia Phillies entire series. Saturday and Sunday's breakdown will both be done on Monday's episode. So we'll go ahead and jump into all of that and we'll have a final look at the top eight moments champion between the two World Series teams as that poll is still ongoing. So it's going to be a packed show on Monday. Can't wait to get into it. Make sure that you're following on Twitter, subscribing on YouTube, liking, rating, reviewing, wherever you get your podcasts. Also on YouTube, check everything out. Really appreciate it. And great news, we hit the first subscriber number, 150 subscribers. So that's perfect. So today I'm going to be putting out my crossover with Lindsey Crosby, just a short video that we made together of us talking about Hans Kraus, one of the young minor league relievers for the Philadelphia Phillies, and what he could potentially bring when he gets his next call up to the major leagues. So all that will be in Monday's episode. Real quick, I want to thank you again for making Locked On Phillies your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Now I want you to make your second listen, Locked On MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, make sure you call him Sully. He's awesome. He knows MLB baseball inside and out. Is MLB baseball normal? Major League Baseball. I'll just say it like that. He knows the MLB inside and out. So go ahead and check out Lock on MLB. He'll tell you about the past. He'll tell you about the present. He'll talk about some things he's looking forward to this season with opening day now officially in the books. So go ahead and check out Sully's show. It's awesome. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. And that's all I've got for you this week. It's been a fun week. The Phillies are 1-0. 162-0 and is still in the books. Cannot wait to continue on this 2022 Philadelphia Phillies journey with you. And on Monday, hopefully, I'll be holding a broom and we'll be talking about a sweep. I'll talk to you then.